Okay, Parshas Vayetze, Tavshin Ayin Dalid. As we get into the Parshios of the Shvatim, 11 Shvatim are born in this week's Parsha. Only one of them is left for, for next week. And we start off with a one-liner, really a one-liner. Sometimes we start off with one-liners that aren't really one-liners, but this is really a one-liner from the Chizkuni on one of the names of the Shvatim. The third Shevet, Shevet Levi, in Perachav Tes, Pasuk Lamedalad, is born. And Leah says, Perek, sorry, Perachav Tes, Pasuk Lamid Dalid, says the Torah, Vatar Od Vatele Bein, Vatomer, Atahapam, now, this time, Yilave Ishi Eli, my husband will accompany me, Kiyalati Lo Shabanim, because I've had three children, Al King Karashimo Levi, that's why he was called Levi. And the simple interpretation, like we understand, usually, is that all of the Imahos knew that there were going to be 12 Shvatim, and Leah realizes now that she has had her portion, her quarter, and therefore, I'm a Isha Chashuva now. I've had my portion, and therefore, you have to, my husband's going to accompany me and always be with me because uh, I've had that portion. That was also, just Derek Agav, what we have mentioned in the past on Yehuda. The Gemara says that Leah was the first one to thank Hashem, Apamodeas Hashem. She was the first one to thank Hashem. Thanking is always out of a recognition of getting more than we deserve, more than what's Magiali. Leah realizes having four is even more than the ratio should be. That's why Apamodeas Hashem by Yehuda. But here, Apam Yilavet Yishi. The Chizkuni takes the most Shutoshal Mikra that one could, uh, one could find. Says the Chizkuni, one of the great we've shown him, we're not 100% sure when the Chizkuni lived. Some say soon after Rashi, some say later. Either way, says the Chizkuni, <coughs> source number one, Up until now, I've had two children and I have two hands. When I cross the street, I don't need anybody else to help me. So I just cross the street with my kids and the two hands. All of a sudden, now they outnumber us. All of a sudden, the third child... That's a different league, a different quality of family, and two hands is not enough. You have to trust someone to go by themselves or make sure both parts of the couple, both members of the couple are there. So, Pabi Laveishi, now Leah says, Leimin who says, he has to accompany me when we go outside because I only have two hands. Now he has to make sure to help me. He always has to be with me. Okay. Now we get into some more of the crux of the Parsha. And the first few thoughts that we will have will be relating to the beginning story this year we will focus on, and that is the story of the dream. Many dreams in Parsha say Fabracious, as we have touched on. Yaakov has a dream, Yosef has dreams, Paro has dreams. So this is Yaakov's dream. He left Beersheva, goes to Haran. He comes to the spot. Well, better get back to that phrase. He sleeps there because the sun came, as if something unusual happened with the sun, already tipped off Chazal. He takes from the stones, he puts them around his head, and he sleeps in that spot. Every phrase here is laden with meaning that Chazal picked up on. Every phrase is emphasizing something. But we'll focus on the next passage first. Vayachalom, and he dreams. V'hinei sulam mutzav artsa v'roshem agiyah A ladder, which is standing on the ground, v'roshem agiyah its head is in the heavens, v'hinei malachai elokim olim v'yordim bo, and the angels are going up and down, as Rashi says, the malachai eretz Yisrael are leaving him, and the malachai chutzlaretz are coming to be with him. First question we need to ask, as we have to ask on any story in the Torah, is, What's the message for us? The story, the Torah is not a history book. The Torah is not just telling us what happened. Every section, every story in the Torah is meant to teach us something. Even before the Torah was given, Derech Eretz Kadmala Torah, Sefer Bracious, up until Pashas Yisrael. So what are we supposed to learn from this story of the ladder, of Yaakov having a dream? I don't have stories of ladders and angels. Right? So what does that mean for you and me? We don't dream about this. Says the Otsras HaTorah, quoting other Svarim, the Sharbas Rabin, Halo Torah Seinu HaKadosha Nitzchesi Ladore Doros. The Torah is eternal for generations. Kalpasik Uparsha, Shayach Bechol Adam Uvechol Zman. 
Every Pasuk, every Parsha has relevance to each of us throughout the generations. There was never a generation that the Torah is not shy up to. Rav once noted that if it was up to him, he would write a, he would write a 14th Animamin after the Rambam's 13. He would write number 14. That the Torah could be relevant and important in every generation, in every country, in every period of history. The 14th Animamin in his view. So if that's true, Imkain, Sarach Biur, Mato Elas Yeshlanu, Misipur Achalom Shal Yaakov. Right? What do we know? What is the Toelis that we have for, from the story of, of Yaakov Avinu and the dreams? Question one. Od Sarach Lahavin, a related question. Ma Kavanas HaTorah, Shamalachei Elohim Olimbiyardimbo. What is the Torah <coughs> emphasizing regarding the angels? Does an angel need a ladder to get up and down to heaven? The Gemara tells us that an angel could just take one leap, maybe two leaps, maybe four leaps, but that's it. What is a, why does an angel need runs? So what's the point of the dream, Bechlau? What does it teach us? And why is the description in the Torah a ladder specifically? So Ella Bier, so quotes the Otsas HaTorah, in the name of the Nefesh HaChaim, Rav Chaim based on an idea of Chaim Ivalashim. Hine Kasuf, Vayim Elokim Esa Adam B'Tsalmo, Hashem created man in his image, B'Tsalem Elokim Bara Oso. Biuro, what does it mean that Hashem created man in his image? There are many messages of that. Says the Chaim Ivalashim, Shehabore Yisbarach Hu Adon Kol HaOlamos, Hashem who is the master of the world, the master of the worlds, and he he's in control under his ashkacha. Just like Hashem is in control of the worlds, so too, in a different sense, man can control the worlds, and man can have an effect on the uppermost spheres of God's creations. The koach of each and every one of us. We have no idea the power that we have in every mitzvah that we do, in every tefillah that we say, in every chesed. Then, and that's what it means. He created us with selim elokim, just like he is in control. And he has so much power. He's all-powerful. But in a different sense, we, v'nasan v'yado, hatakifus v'hayecholes, sh'yehu haman higam, that he allows humankind to take part in creation and in the effects of the world. Ukefi line eleven Maasaf Khan, and according to our actions here, Poel Baolamoto El Yonim Kemo Koachamagneti. It's like some type of electronic magnetic force. What we do has effects. That's not what we're supposed to always be thinking about, says Rechaim Yivalashin. Like when we dive in Shemona Asrei, he writes, we're not supposed to be thinking about the unbelievable effects in Shemayim. We're supposed to be thinking about what the words mean. Through thinking about what the words mean, then that's the ultimate in Kavana, he writes in Evesh that Mamela will have effects in Shemayim. But we have to know that what we do, even though we don't see it, we don't see the effects. We might be doing a mitzvah in the privacy of our own home. Nobody knows about it. But... It's all written down. As it says in Perkeiavos. What we do has tremendous effects in Shemayim. And that's what it says. We say it every Shabbos. Right, we're not only God's children, but we're God's builders. We're creating. We're building. We're perfecting the world. The question, though, that sometimes we feel is, us? Me? Ramosha Feinstein makes a difference in the world. You know, Rav Solomon Zalman Oyerbach makes a difference in the world. But we make a difference in the world. Well, we're, we're, we're writing our, our safer that's going to be forever and ever, and, and all tradition for the next thousand years is going to know we, we're the Bible. We're not the Bali Hamasora. So, the Imtomar line 16. Adam Pashut, What can I do? How can I convince myself? That what I'm doing is important. What I'm doing has effects. Remember, we'll all go back to Yaakov Avinu in a minute. So he says as a mashal, gives a mashal. 
Melech Echad Sivala Sofer Litzayer Aluach Es Kolkadur Haaretz A king commands a Sofer Draw me a globe Draw me a globe The entire earth Everything on it Every country Every body of water Every city Everything I don't want you to miss anything already did it countries and cities, Yamin Naharos, seas and rivers, Umidbarios and deserts, Ketanos, Shorim. little black dots, black dots, red dots, lines. If you've drawn the whole world on a globe, you can't draw it to scale. So, you know, every little dot symbolizes uh, this country and this city. He brings it to the king, he says, No, I did my job. He sees there's one city missing. You're missing a dot. You're missing a dot, he says to the worker. And he says, you didn't do it. You didn't do what I asked you to do. But it's show. Punish him. He didn't do. See, so he turns to the king. He says, excuse me. Because of one little dot, I deserve punishment? Says the king, you don't understand. Your dot is an entire world. Your dot is an entire city, an entire neighborhood. You think it's a dot, but it makes a difference. It's part of the world. It has unbelievable effects. Right? You are one little dot, but it's not just a little dot. It's a tremendous country that you're leaving out. Cain, who am Yisrael, says Rav Chaim says the Shabbos Rabbim. Afilu Each one of us represents a dot. To Hakadosh Baruch Hu, but that dot is a whole world. Kimamar Kasuv, like the pasuk says, Kichelak Hashem Amo Yaakov Chevel Nachalaso. We're all connected. We're all like on a rope. If somebody on the rope moves, the whole the whole nation moves. That's all background. We have to get back to the ladder. We have to get back to what this has to do with our life. But what did we say so far? Everything we do has tremendous effects. Every dot that's part of Klal Yisrael has tremendous effects. Now towards the bottom. Angels themselves do not move. They're omdim. But we affect the world around us. We affect everything. We affect our environment. We affect the celestial spheres. And if we reach an unbelievable level, you know, Moshe, Yoshua, you can even change the course of, of the sun and the moon. If we, if we, Reach that level, but all of us has a tremendous effect on everything around us, including the Malach. And that's the dream. Yaakov Avinu with his kochos are moving, is moving Malachim up to Shamayim. He's moving him up step by step because that's what a human being does. We go step by step of our avoda. We don't jump steps. Sometimes we go down a step, but we'll go back up a step. The Afshada Mutsav Artsa, and even though we are firmly rooted in the ground, but the head of the ladder is in heaven. Memshalto Magiela Olamos El Yonim. All the way up. Malachelokim Olivia Dim. Sometimes there's Aliot, sometimes there's Yirido, but it's all up to us. And we all need to be dreamers. And we all need to realize. And capitalize on our potential that we can have. Not only, obviously, we have to start with ourselves and our family and our community and our and our cities and our countries and our world, but we have to realize so much is happening behind the scenes as well. Every little action, every little action that we do. Okay, moving right along. Let's go back a pasuk for a minute. Just want to start off with that Tvarish cup, and now we'll go back to a. A uh, halachic topic that we've discussed in a number of the years that we've had shiurim of parshas vayetzei. Vayivka b'makom, second pasuk in the parsha. He meets the place. Vayivka b'makom. What does that mean? Vayivka b'makom. Rashi quotes Rabbosenu Pirshu Lashon Tfila. He davened. <coughs> this is Yaakov's davening. Kamova tifkabi. Hashem says in one place, "Don't be pogeya in me." That means don't daven. Yaakov Avinu was Mesakin Arvis. Maybe we'll get back to that. It doesn't say that uh, he davened because it was all on the fly 
as we will as we will see soon. So this is the source for davening Myriv, Yaakov Avinu Daven Myriv. There is, I didn't give it to you, but we're going to about to talk about it. There are two arguments in Masechah's Brachas in the fourth parak regarding Tefillah. Two dafim away from each other. Daf Chavavim Abayz, Daf Chavzayim We're going to talk about it in source number three in a minute. It talks about these two arguments. But the Gemara in Brachas Daf Chavavim Abayz discusses why we daven three times a day. Do we daven Keneged Tamidim Tiknum? Famous Bachlokes. Do we daven Keneged the Karbanos? Shachris is the Tamid Shal Shachar. Mincha is the Tamid Shal Ben Harabayim, the afternoon Tamid. And Mayrev is the Hector Chalavim Vevar, and the leftover limbs of the animal that did not get burned during the day, they were burned overnight, so that's Mayrev. Or do we say Tfilas Avos Tiknum? Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov. Vayashkim Avram, Avram Davin, Yitzchak Davin, Vayesa Yitzchak Lasuach Pasadeh, and Yaakov Davin right here, Vayifka Bamako. That's one Machlokas. Then on this very next daf, Chavzayinim Abayis, the Gemara has another Machlokas about Mayrev specifically. Do we look at Mayrev any differently than we look at the other Tfilos? The Machlokas of Tfilos Arvis Chova or Tfilos Arvis Rishus? Is Tfilos Arvis obligatory like the other Tfilos, or is it somehow different? Without getting into the conceptual analysis now, how different is it? But there's something different about Mayrev, according to at least one opinion in the Tanoim in Mesechus Brachas. And the Rishonim and the Achronim struggle to figure out why should Myrev be different? Why is Myrev different? We have three Tvilas. Why should Myrev be different? The Gemara in Brachos does not say why. The Gemara does not say anywhere why Myrev should be different than the other Tvilas. So the, the simplest interpretation, which is said by Rashi, Rashi not in Brachos, but in Shabbos, this we discussed two years ago, I think, is that maybe these two are linked. The two arguments are linked, even though the Gemara never links them. Why would Myra be different? That's only if you say that Tfilah is connected to Karbanos. Because Shachris has a Karban, the Tamid. Mincha has a Karban, the Tamid Shabbat Rabbayim. Myra, the leftovers. Whatever's left, you burn overnight. Okay, you can understand. Myra is different. It's just the leftovers. It's not fresh. But if you hold Tfilah's Avos, Tiknum, Avram, Mitzvah, and Yaakov, Yaakov is no worse than all the other Avos. So that's the opinion that holds Tfilas Arvis Chova. So Rashi and Shabbos and Avtesla Mabes and others say that, ah, oh, even though the Gemara never links them, these two arguments are linked. You'd only say Tfilas Arvis Rashus, that Mayrav is somewhat different, only if you hold that Tfilas connected the Karbanos. But if we would say Tfilas connected the Avos, they're all equal, Tfilas Arvis Chova. The problem is the Gemara doesn't say it. If it's such a simple suggestion, why did the Gemara link the arguments? And, besides that, there are Rishonim that do not line up. Some Rishonim hold Tfilas Arvis is Rishus, but they still quote Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov. So the question is, why is Myrev any different? Why is Yaakov any inferior? Isn't he the greatest of the Avos? The Bechir HaAvos? He represents Tif Eres in a Kabbalistic level. So why is Yaakov any worse? Two suggestions for this year. First from the Ben Yehoyadim. Source number three, the Ben Yishchai's commentary on Brachas right there. And he quotes, first he quotes what we just said, and then he quotes a new idea. Bish, Lama, line two. Lamanda Amar Kineged Tzmidim. I understand if you say that Tfilah is Kineged the Karbanos. Lekach Arvis Rishus. Then I understand why Amayrav is different. Vibnei he Kineged Evarim Upadarim. That's for the leftovers. Ve'en Karban Tamid Kinegda. But if you say we daven because of Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, then why should Meir be any different? So he says, Every paragraph of the Ben Yehoyada starts off with that. This is my answer with God's help. Rashi quotes a little bit of it. The Pasuk says, Yaakov went to sleep there. Why? Because the sun came. Where'd the sun go? What is Chazal Darshan on that? That it's set two hours early. Why? Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted him to sleep right here. On Har HaMoriah. Have the dream here. Where the Beis HaMikdash is going to be. I need him to sleep here. If it's still daytime, he's not going to sleep. 
Kodesh Baruch Hu made the sun set earlier than it should have. Says the Ben Yehoyada. Now we understand why Meir is different. Tefillah's Arvis Rishus. When did Yaakov daven? He didn't daven during the time when we should daven Meiriv. Nimsa. Even though it was nighttime for him, it was really inherently still daytime. It was really mincha time. Hashem just made it for sunset earlier. So you can't say that Yaakov Avinu obligated all future generations to do exactly what he's doing. He's the model. How can he be the model? He's not davening Myrif, but we're supposed to daven Myrif. He could create an idea of Myrif, which then might be a reshus onto future generations. But he can't obligate, he can't be the precedent, the model for all generations, because he's not doing it at the, at the Myrif time. Just because it happened, and that's why he couldn't, that's why he couldn't daven Meirev then. Then he just asked parenthetically, maybe that's why we're allowed to daven Meirev after Plaga Mincha, even though it's only daytime, because the first Meirev was during the day. The first Meirev was during the day, and that's why maybe you're allowed to daven Meirev already, according to certain opinions of Yehuda, after Plaga Mincha. Either way, one idea regarding Tefillah's Arvis. Just by, by the way, we're not saying here what Rishus means. Just to emphasize again, we all have to daven Meirev. All the men out there have to daven Meirev. We're not saying Rishus. Look at the Rishonim, what Rishus means. Kiblo Lekachova, Bismanazet. But either way, this is the Ben Yoyada, idea number one. Second idea. Says the Chassam Sofer. Left side, source number four. And again, he asks, why is Yaakov inferior? Why is he any different? So he explains, he's not. Line four. Avol HaEmes Yored Darko. Amar Chazal, Chazal tell us in Yevamos. Misha Ainlo Ella Torah, Afilu Torah Ainlo. If somebody only has Torah, then he doesn't even have Torah. What does that mean? If he only has Torah, he doesn't even have Torah. Explains the Chowas Alavavos. Kimi Sheena Osa Ella Kamoshu Mitsuve, Umedaktik Chutasaira. If somebody does exactly what the Shochanarach says, all Dalchali Shochanarach, and not one iota more. And does not do anything that they don't have to do. That they don't need to do. They do exactly what it says. Not less, but not more. That behavior reflects that Avodas Hashem is a burden. I do exactly what I need to do, but not one step more. If somebody serves the Kaddish Baruch Hu with love, the Hislavus, with Hidr Mitzvah, with Zrizus, with all of the related Yesodos, Boer Bekirbo, in case there's a fire inside of him. And he goes above and beyond. That's a totally different Avodah. If all we do is Torah, if all, we only do exactly what's demanded, then we don't even have Torah. It's a reflection that we're not acting <laughs> in the proper way. Maybe it's, we're doing it Almanas purely. But what we have to look for is, obviously we have to do Shulchan Aruch, but we have to do a little beyond that too. Even after we do what we have to do, we do what Hashem would appreciate. And that's the message of Tilos Aravis Roshos. Yaakov is the Bechir Ha'avos. But you know what? He created a litmus test Tfilah in order that we could show our true colors to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. If all three tefillahs were ma'akev, were obligatory, then where do we show HaKadosh Baruch Hu that we're going above and beyond for him? Yaakov said, you know what, I'm going, to, I'm going to make this one a little bit different. I'm going to make this one a little bit rishus. And let's see you do it now. Let's see you focus at night, where sometimes one might forget. He says, that's says, that's what I... And then he says it's connected to Karbanas. Also, there's no chiyah for the Kohen to put the, the limbs on. But he says, that's the avodah hanifcheres. That's the tefillah of Yaakov Avinu, who is the muvchar sheba avos. Okay, two thoughts related to 
Tfilas Arvis Rishos. One more thought related to the dream. As we stay in this uh, jam-packed parsha, as all of these are. One more. Vayikach Ma'avne Amakam. Yaakov takes from the stones. We all know the famous Chazal. Rashi quotes it. That all the stones were arguing with each other. They're all arguing. Me, 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 me. No, I want you to lie on me. Lie on me. And Akadosh Baruch Hu made them all into one. And wonderful Achtos. If you look at the Medrash, there's a little more, a couple more opinion, of opinions. Three opinions the Medrash quotes in source number five. And not only does the Medrash say three opinions, but they all emphasize different elements. We're going to just focus on one, but let's read all three. Feel free to do your homework to try to figure out the messages of the other ones. Reb Yehuda, Vereb Nechemia, Verabanan. Three opinions about these rocks. By Yerub Yehuda Amar, Shneim Esrei Avanim, Notal. There were 12 stones. Kach Gazer HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Shumam Bishneim Azashvatim. There were 12 stones, alluding to his 12 tribes. Amar, Avram, Lohemidan. Yitzchak, Lohemidan. Yaakov's thinking about Avram and Yitzchak. He knows that Jewish history has already started. Avram was in Zohar. Yitzchak was in Zohar. What about me? Ani, remember, he was not such a young man at this time, didn't have any wives, didn't have any children. He was on the run from his brother and wanted to kill him, and he's going to a trickster, Lavan. So it doesn't look, the future does not look too, too shiny for Yaakov Avinu. But he thinks to himself, Ani, im misachos heim shnei zulazu, I'm going to put 12 stones together because somebody's supposed to have 12 shratim. I'm going to put these together. In, if they become one, misachos, if they blend into one, yodeya anisha anima medyud beishvat. I know that there's hope for me. Kivach and isachol yud beizavadim zulazu yadu shumam medyud beishvat. And then he was able to sleep like a baby. After the stones became one big, nice, hard pillow, so he was able to sleep. That's one shot. Twelve stones. Yaakovinu basically did it to. So you need a chizik. You need a little chizik from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Reb Nechemya Amar. Natal Gimel Avanim. Amar. He took three. Amar. Abraham Yichir HaKadosh Baruch Hu Shmolav. Yitzchak Yichir HaKadosh Baruch Hu Shmolav. Avram Avinu I know was successful in his Avodis Hashem. Yitzchak, my father was successful. What about me? V'yani imis achos heim Gimel Avanim Zulazu Yodei Anish HaKadosh Baruch Hu Miachit Shmolai. Who's the three? He's one of the three, according to this pshat. Avram is the three that are called Avos. If the three come together, I know that I'm on this team too. Fascinating. The first opinion is that what you can focus on each one of these. What was on Yaakov's mind? What was on Yaakov's mind? So first approach, the immediate future of Klal Yisrael. The Shvatim. Reb Nechemiah, his own place in Jewish history. That's what he was focused on. What's going on with me? Am I going to be Zochet to be that next Av? I'm all, I almost died by Esau. And my father loved him more than me. Am I the one? I got the brachas. Maybe it's not me. That's what was on his mind. Third opinion. Rabbanan Amri Miut Avonim Shnayim. It says Avonim. Avne Amako. There's got to be at least two. Avram Yatsa Mimenu Psoles Yishmael, the Khobanikura. Avraham had some solas come out of him. The Yitzchak Yatsa Esa Vachalalufav. The Ani in Misachos Bezavanim Zulazu, Yodea Ani Sheino Yotzi Hemeni Psoles. I'm gonna take two stones. I want to know what's gonna be. So he doesn't take twelve. So what do the two symbolize? The first day were the Yud, 12 stones, 12 shvatim. The next day was Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, the three Avos. What did two stones symbolize? He's got 12 children. So for that, we look in the Nachlas Yaakov. Nachlas Yaakov is the Nesivas, the Sefer, on Chomish. Rabbi Yaakov, Milisa, source number six. He asks this question. What's the message of the two? The 12 we get. The three we get. What's the message of the two? Says the Nesivas, Yaakov Avinu, 
Not like the first opinion who's worried about the immediate future. Not like the second opinion in his own place in Jewish history. The third opinion is that he's worried about the distant future of the Jewish people. And what's that? Let's see what he says. The Nira, line 7. Shadvarim elu nirelo bimara. De Evan Namar al Yisrael. The stone symbolized the entire Jewish nation. Dirksiv, as the Pasak says at the end of the Torah, at the end of Ayachi, Misham Roe Evan Yisrael, Ki Evan Ulashin Yisod, the Herolo and Yaakov Avinu Sobru Akacho, Sha'asidin Yisrael, Lechalek, Lebez Malchuyos, Yehuda Ephraim. Yaakov Avinu saw the Malchus was going to split. Malchus Yehuda and Malchus Yisrael. Rechavam ben Shlomo and Yeravam ben Nevat. Yehuda and Ephraim. Yehuda and Binyamin and all the other Shvatim. And that's what he sees. Kedachsev, as the Pazik says, and Yechezkel, Lakach, Eitzachar, because of a lovely Yehuda, Eitzachar, because of the Yosef. And Mashiach ben Yosef, Mashiach ben David, the Karbosam Echad, El Echad, Vahayul Hachadim. The Yadua, Yaakov Avinu sees, I'm Yisrael in the future. Is going to split. Are they ever going to come back? We don't have the Shvatim together. The ten lost tribes, the nine lost tribes. We don't know. Kaiser, we're still. Yaakov Avinu sees into the future. He says, is there ever going to be Achtus? He sees two. What is two? Two symbolizes the beginning of the split. We're going to get lost unless we have Achtus. And that's what were the two stones. That's what was on his mind. The future, the distant future of Klal Yisrael. And that's what it says, even a little tongue-in-cheek. What does it mean that every stone was saying, Oh, rosho. on me the tzaddik is going to put his head. They each were saying, we're the real group. We're the real tzaddikim. Allah on me is going to be the tzidkus. I'm, we're the right ones. Malchus Yehuda, Malchus Yisrael. They each thought that they were the real Jews. And not the other ones. shows him, and Yaakov says, is it ever going to happen? And what happens? The stones come together. Meaning, HaKadosh Baruch Hu promises there's going to be a time when the two Eitzim will come together. Mashiach ben Yosef, Mashiach ben David, Yehuda, Yisrael, there will be a Kibbutz Goliath, and that's what was on Yaakov's mind when he had the dream. B'nai Yisrael, B'nai Yaakov, he was already worrying about us at that time and forcing God, forcing Hashem to show him that everything was going to be okay in the end. So three different shatim of the Medrash, each one. Again, a lot of times you don't appreciate a Medrash unless you see the context and the entire Medrash and all the different opinions. If you only had one opinion here, we wouldn't get the full picture. All three opinions, 12, 3, and 2, give us a full picture of what Yaakov Avinu was focusing on. Okay. Moving away a little bit from the, from the dream, from the actual dream. Now we get to the vision. He wakes up. He wakes up and he says, Whoa, where am I? Am I nowhere on my comazer? What an awesome place. Ein zeki yabesalokim vezeshara shamayim. He gets up in the morning, he takes a stone, he builds a matseva. As the Ramban in last week's parsha speaks about, matseva is an isadaraisa. Well, how did he do that? Had he married two sisters in this week's parsha? We've discussed that in the past. Very interesting horror coming up. He calls the name of the place Betel. The name had been Luz. But now it's Beitel. As the Menachem Zion, the son-in-law of Rav Sipasak Frank, Rav Zaks, the grandfather of Rav Zaks from, uh, from YU, from Landers, the Menachem Zion. Why do we need to know what the name of Beitel was beforehand? Do we really need that detail? He called it Beitel. By the way, I used to be called Luz. Don't forget that. What is that teaching me? Why do I care that it had to, it had been called Luz? Rashi is silent. Call the Beitel. What is this teaching us? What do we need this for? 
Amazing question, an amazing suggestion. The Yeshla has beer. Let me explain on line two. There is a tremendously deep insight that we are being given here, says the Menachim Sion. If we would go over to anybody in the world and say, I'll give you one wish. One wish, HaKadosh Baruch gives you one wish. What would most people wish for? Most people would wish for eternal life. Because there's only one thing that mankind still cannot conquer, and that's death. After 120 years, doesn't matter what people try, it's going to happen. And for the millennium, right? It's the mankind is the victim. And if somebody says, give me $2 billion and I'll give you medicine that you'll live forever, we would all do it. Because that's what we think is the greatest bracha in the world. To live for I. If I would have lived for 969 years, you know what I would have accomplished? No thing, I may have. I would have lived. Shnoz Mesushalach. So that's the greatest, that's what we wish for. Years, years, years. We're not arguing with that, says the Menachem Sion. But there's a ha'ara. Because that's not the greatest. We think death, which is true in a certain sense, is the poison of life. If we would be able to get eternal life, we'd be able to do whatever we want. Stop there for a moment on line six and turn the page. And then we'll come back. There's a Gemara in Sot on Daf Membav. Source number nine. The Gemara tells us of a city, many are familiar with it, a city named Luz. And you know what was special in Luz? Nobody ever died. The Malach HaMaves was not allowed into Luz. The Gemara says, Tanya, who Luz should sovin but Tcheles? They died Tcheles in Luz. Who Luz should basan Chayre below Bilbala? Nebuchadnezzar below Echriva. They couldn't touch it. The Malach HaMavis is not allowed into Luz. Ella, the Gemara says, but the elders, when their Das is Katsa, they had enough, they leave the wall and they drop dead. The Hain Mason. The Malach HaMavis waits right outside. Can't go in, but he waits right outside. Ask the Menachem Sion, why would anybody go outside? It sounds like this Akadim, when it was time, they went outside. Why? They have eternal life. They're never going to die. Why would anybody go outside? You know what you see from that Gemara? Unbelievable. The greatest bracha is not just a long life. The greatest bracha is a fulfilling life. The greatest bracha is a productive life. Obviously, a long life to be productive in. That's what Luz symbolizes. Back now to the Menachem Sion on line 6. Avalaleinu lahavin ki apitaron lebaayot hamaves v'chayanetzach einenu zikna mufleges mebli sofakates The greatest bracha isn't just pure old age. No, it's filling it. Line 9. L'chore, after he quotes the Gemara in Sota. Ha'yefsha l'hamin shkan shim nimsa makom echad v'olam. If today there was a place in the world where nobody died, we'd all go there. We'd all live there. We'd never want to leave. Aval ain't zen nachon. Ki em ain lo rishus l'malach ha'mavis l'avosham. He needs a kenem chayem alem amasa. There'll become a time where if I feel I'm not being productive, I'm not accomplishing. So then, then it's not worth it. My father-in-law is an internist. He once had a patient a number of years ago, 107 years old, 106 years old, and whenever she used to come into the office, everybody used to come and stare and look and wow, and, and she used to say, what, you think it's so great being 107? The plumbing doesn't work so well anymore. Everything is everything. Nice Italian woman. And she used to say all these, ah, oh, it's crashing and, and, and complaining. So, so just getting old, that's a prerequisite. But the bracha, is using every day to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as best to our abilities. Yaakov Ramaz, line 14. 
What does Yaakov say? It used to be Luz. But now it's Beit El. Now it's the house of God. Because that's what life's about. Life's about just taking Luz, which is raw years, raw years, and changing them into Beit El. And making our lives into houses of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, bringing them in. Then will be Nitzrar Bitzrar Achayim. A love, he says, unbelievable. How does this connect? I know I'm going to get some emails. Some say lose is also the bone in the back of your neck. Different sources, what it's called. Is it called the Nesechvi? Is it called the Luz? Okay, he doesn't relate to that. But either way, this is, this is his thought. <laughs> then in the end of source number eight, he says something that we mentioned a couple of weeks ago from the Gesher Achayim. Talks about Yomim and Shonim. Arichas Yomim and Arichas Shonim. That we have to have arichas, not only shanim, but arichas yomim. Full days, not just full years. And that's how we change luz into, into Beis Elokim. Right, let's read at the end. Lumasam line 5. Yeshnam b'day adam ha'oskim b'tawra b'mitzvah b'ayzim tovim. V'yimei tamid k'sarim. Right, we all, if somebody's filling their days, they're always short days. Because we never have enough time. Hayom katsar v'abalach ha'merubah. But at the end of time, as the Mishnah says, at the end of Seder Kachim, the end of Masechus Kinim, the Gemara's the, the Mishnah says that as Talmud Chachamim are mizdakein, they get older. So Chachmani Tosef Alehem, as Zitnei Amaaretz get older, no Daita Mitarefes Mehem. That you know, the greatest bracha is that we could continue being productive and fulfilling. You know, as we take the bracha of Luz and make it the real bracha of Beit So, we move on now. Yaakov Avinu comes, and we have the Be'er, the next biblical figure that meet, meets his mate at a, meets their mate at a Be'er, and the stories of Leah and Rachel, and he loves Rachel. What happens? Pasig Yud Aleph. Vayishak Yaakov Rachel, Vayisas Yaakov kisses her, which is a big discussion by the postgame. He had no idea who this was. Shomenegiya, what, what exactly is he kissing her? Okay, not now. And he cries. Why is he crying? He's so happy. Sounds like he's not so happy. Doesn't sound like it's cries of joy. So Rashi quotes, Tubshatim. First Rashi says, Number one, he sees he will not be Zochet to be buried with her. Right? She's the one out. She's the odd man out of the Avos and the Imahos when it comes to Maras and Machpelah. He won't be Zohar to be buried with her. Dabar Acher, number two, Lefisha Babi, Adayim Rekanias. His hands are empty. He has nothing with him. Omar, he says to himself, Eliezer, Eved Aviyaba, Hayyubiyad of Nizamim, when my Zayd is Eved, when Eliezer came, he brought so much stuff for Rivka. But it was unbelievable. What am I giving to Rachel? I have nothing. I have zero. I have nothing to give her. Why? Rashi quotes, Eliphaz, the son of Esau, had caught up to him on the way. The mitzvahs of Elachar Lahargo. And because Eliphaz had grown up in Yitzchak's house also, he had a little bit of respect and understanding. And he said, what am I supposed to do? Keep it up the aim. My father said, I have to kill you. So he says, okay, take all my nachasim, ani chashav kames. This is if you kill me. So that was good enough for Eliphaz and Yaakov get out of it. But he's empty now. So that's why he cried. So number one, he cried because he saw he wouldn't be buried with her. Number two, he cried because he didn't have any presents to give her. Says the Shem on the surface, those are like opposite answers. One is a very ruchani, spiritual, thinking about my, my uh, ultimate destiny. Ah, he's not going to be buried with his, with his wife that he adores and his beloved wife. And number two, he didn't bring her diamonds. Didn't bring her jewelry. Ruchni is Gashmius. Very, very different. Says the Shem Atov, on a deeper level though, there's something very special here about relationships. In a certain sense. Lechora line four. Shnei pirushi rashi on the surface. It seems opposites. The pirush rishon kulo ruchnius. Shedinik beresimo. Pirush shedinu gamre gashmius. He came with empty hands. 
Ella de Efshar Lomar suggests the Shemana Tov on a deeper level. And that is, when does the relationship between a husband and a wife start and when does it finish? Chazal tell us that a bias Neeman, the couple that hopefully stays together for so many decades, there was already a bas cult before they were conceived. Bas ploni leploni. In a metaphysical way, their neshamas were already unified way before they met. And their neshamas are unified way after they pass on. That's the ultimate in a relationship between a husband and a wife. It's a relationship of eternity, the past and the future. Says the Shemana Tov, those are the two Rashis. The first Rashi is focused on, I didn't bring presents, focusing on the pre. Before he even met her, he's bringing presents, I'm married yet. That's the symbol, the symbol, Rashi, the symbol of something before they're married. And Kvura, of course, is after. El de Lomar. I'm adding somewhat to what he said, but this is this is the basic message. The Kesher Ha'avos Ha'imahos. There were connection. He's saying that the Avos and Imos. We're expanding it to all relationships. Lo Haya Mugbal Dafka. Is not Dafka the years and days of marriage. El de Gam Kodim Ha'avaya. The Gam Ma'achara Ishus. Nisharut smudim udvukim zelazet. Right? Why is the minhag to bury a husband and wife next to each other? There's a connection for eternity. V'lachein ba Yaakov el osam shtei bechinos. That's what Yaakov was saying. Mikodem ha'ishus. Babi adayim reikanios. Ve'eno nosein matanos. V'sivlonos kenag. I don't have anything to give. V'gam la'achar ha'ishus. E'na kshuralo. And after the ishus, also... He's not going to, I'm not connected before, I'm not connected after. And that's why he was crying. Because he wanted his eternal relationship with Rachel Something very special. <coughs> Two more thoughts for the evening. One is a grah. Got to have one grah. At least. Perach of Tez, Pasig base. We now we have the Shvatim. Getting back to the names of the Shvatim. Perech the Shvatim now are start to be born, and what are they called? Ruben, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, Yisachar, Zvolan. Here we go. Chazal tell us Rashi quotes it on Pesach Lamed Beis that there's a reason why Ruben was called Ruben. Vatikra Shmo Ruben. Rashi quotes the Gemara in Brachas. Rabbeinu Pirshu Amra. What did Leah say? Why Ru? Vain, as in Reu Ben. You can read it. So this is what Leah says. Reu ma ben bini ben chami. See what's between my son and my father-in-law's son. Shemachar habachor Yaakov. My my son Reuven. See the difference between Reuven and Esav. Check this out. Vizeh says Leah. My son didn't sell anything to Yosef. He's the real bachar. He's and he didn't say boo. And he gave over the Bechara to Yosef. He gets a double portion in Ash and Ephraim. He didn't say anything. Right? Leah had Ruach HaKodesh. And Esau, he sold it and he still argued. Okay, whatever. That's the reason. Reu Ben. Ask the Grub. I don't understand. The Pasuk isn't good enough for Chazal. The Pasuk gives a reason why he's named Reuven. The Pasuk says... Why? Ki Amra, because she said, because. There's a because here. Ki Ra'a Hashem Vanyi. Ki Hashem, Yatoyavanishi. Hashem saw my oni. Ru, Ra. Hashem saw me. That's the Ruvain. What a chazal to come up with another reason for. Simple question. And they don't give a reason for any of the other Shvatim. He's the only one. Chazal only add on a reason for Ruve. Nobody else. Says the Grah, amazing. And you see this Grah, and you're like, why didn't I notice that ever before? Says the Grah, by every one of the Shvatim, first the reason for the name is given, and then the reason is given. The cause and the effect. Let's look at Shimon. Vatomer, ki shama Hashem, ki snu anochi, vatikashmo Shimon. 
Hapam Yilave Ishi, Akin Karashmo Levi. Hapam Odez Hashem, Akin Karashmo Yehuda. Everyone, everyone. Vatarbel Vatel Yakabain, Donani Elokim, Begam Shama Bakoli, Akin Karashmo Don. Vatelir, Naftuli Elokim Niftalti, Vatikrashmo Naftali. It keeps going. Vatamalea Bog God, whatever that means. Vatikrashmo God. Right. Bashrik Yeshuni Bar, Vatikrashmo on everyone. Reason, name. Ruvain. Let's go back. Vatikrashmo Shruvain, Ki Amra, Ki Ra Hashem, Vianyi. Name, reason. Say Chazal, says the Gra. That there must be a different reason beforehand. Because every other name has a reason before it. The Torah always has cause and effect. This is another reason the Torah is giving. Fine. But there's got to be another reason here. Before. That's why Chazal Dafka pick Ruvain, only Ruvain. Because you got to know how to read a Pasuk in Chumash, says the Grah. And if we were at the Grah's table, the Grah would say, I don't understand why nobody else noticed that. It's Dabr Pashat. Just read the Psukim. Just open your eyes. We're so busy, we have to finish the Parsha with the Chumash and the Rashi. We don't focus on the Psukim. But the Grah focused. That's the Grah. And he even says, he relates this to a, this, a similar idea. The Grah noted to explain a couple of Mishnayas and Brachas. Turning over the page, I'm not going to read it inside to save time. But the Gra quotes, so they're turning over to source number 12 now. The Gra quotes that the Mishnayas and Brachas, there are three Mishnayas in a row describing Rabbi Gamliel's behavior. Line number four. My Sebe Rabbi Gamliel, Shanasi Isha. It says Rabbi Gamliel got married and he said Kriyash by the first night he was married. And as Talitim say, I didn't you teach me that a Chas is not supposed to say Kriyash by the first night after he gets married? And he said, no, 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 no. I'm not going to be Mavatel, Omach Hashemayim, even for a minute. Okay. One story about Rabbi Gamliel. Second story. Even after his wife died, he took a shower. I didn't you tell me that Nabal is allowed to take a shower? No, no, no. I'm an istinist. I need a shower. You don't understand. I can't. I can't live without a shower. I'm like from the year 2014. Right? I need a shower. Number two. And number three. When his tevi, his servant, uh, died, he accepted Tanchumen. Nichum Avelum for a servant. Ah, Rabbi, you told us there's no Tachumen for an Eved. No, no, no. He was a Kasher. Okay. Asks the Grah, why by the first two stories do we still, do we have the Tchila? First we have the Poel. Maisa Berb Gamliel, Shenasa Isha. Rochas Isha. We have the verb first. And then we have, who did it? Rachatz, Laila Risha, and Shemesa Ishto. We have Nasa Isha, right? We have the, the verb first, and then who did it? And then at the end we have Ukishemes Tevi Avdo. We first have Tevi. Madulo number Gamkain. Rabbi Gamliel, keep it on Chumim. Kishemes Tevi Avdo. We have the background second. By the first two, we have the background first. Right? He, and then we have the, then we have the um, action. So he says the same idea. The cause has to go before the effect. The cause. Ki chuke ha'igayon kachem, line 16. Asher b'sidur ha'mishpatim ha'minag lahaktim ha'siba. Shiba b'china siba v'tam ha'mishpat ha'misacher. First the reason, and then the cause, and then the effect. Hine, ha'dinanog b'kol chasanim. All chasanim are potter from Kriyashma. Rabbi Gamliel was the reason that it was different, because he was Rabbi Gamliel. So you say Rabbi Gamliel first, because he's the cause. Because he's Rabbi Gamliel, that's the cause, then you have the effect of what he did. Second line two, he washed. Rabbi Gamliel washed when his wife died. But the reason this halacha is going to be true for him is because he's Rabbi Gamliel. What's the third line? What's the cause? His servant was unique. And that's why his servant is mentioned first. Rabbi Gamliel was Makabal Tanchumin. This wasn't because Rabbi Gamliel was different. This was because Tevi was different. But you always have the cause before the, before the effect. So, so too in the names of the Shvatim. You have the reason and then the name. Ruvain's at opposite order. There must be something that's missing, says the Gra. That's why Chazal fill in the reason only for Ruvain. Okay, you can stay over the bar without the Mishnahis if you want at the Shabbos table, but, um, but that's the Gra. Last thought for the evening. 
And that is from someone I don't think we've ever quoted from before. Perak Lamed Aleph, Pasuk Vav. Lamed Aleph Vav. So now we're towards the end. Eleven children are born. Yaakov Avinu is ready to go back. Ready to go back to Eretz Yisrael. And he's talking to his wives and he's saying, I've had enough and I have no reason to be here and you have no reason to be here. And Pasuk Vav. Vatini Yadaten, you, my ladies, you know. And you know I gave all my kochos for your father. You know that about me. This statement of Yaakov Avinu is amazingly quoted Lahalacha in the Rambam in Hilchos Schirus, the halachas of being a hired worker. Says the Rambam, this is the last halacha in Hilchos Schirus in source number thirteen. Just like a balabayis, an employer has to make sure to pay on time and pay properly. A worker has to make sure not to steal and rip off the balabayis. Cut corners. And not work throughout the time that he has to work. If I'm, a, if I'm a hired hand and I have to work for, th- I get paid for working for three hours, I got to work for three hours. And I have to give it 100%. Shahare Yaakov Hatzadik. Interesting, Lashon. Yaakov Hatzadik. Doesn't say Yaakov Avinu. I don't know how many other times the Rambam says Yaakov Hatzadik. Maybe because this is Sidkus. This is Sedek. This is appropriate. Yaakov Hatzadik. Omar. Quoting our pasuk, that's the Rambam. If you look in the Bad Kodesh, Rav Pavarsky, he quotes the Rambam and he asks a question first. First of all, and that is, how do we know that Yaakov wasn't just a lifnim mishuris adin kind of guy? Maybe Yaakov Avinu was actually lifnim mishuris adin. He was going above and beyond the call of duty. Why does the Rambam quote this in Ilchas Chiras as if it applies to each of us? Says the Bad Kodesh, well, who's Yaakov talking to here? He's trying to convince his wives, I did exactly what I, I did everything I have to do. Magia me that it's, that it's time to leave. You don't get the impression that he's saying something here above and beyond. You get the impression that he's saying, I did what I had to do. What I needed to do. And it sounds like if I didn't do this, then Lavan would have a taina on me. So it doesn't sound like he did something extra. Because if he did something extra, explains the Bad Kodesh, then Lavan wouldn't have had a taina. It sounds like from the simple interpretation of the Psukim that he's saying, I, have, I did everything and I worked for Cholkochi. If I didn't, he would have a claim. But I worked for Cholkochi. Okay. But now we expand. Now the Bad Kodesh explains. We are all hired hands. And we all have been given a job to do for as many years as HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us. As close to 120, Bez Hashem. In the bracha, with the bracha, we're not going to see him. But to fill them, base L years, not just lose years. But says the Bad Kodesh, we have to make sure to serve our employer, Bechol Kochenu. And as best as we can do. Top on the left line, says, We are all day workers. We are day workers, day laborers. We have to realize, right? What does it say in Pirkei Avos? There's a lot to do. There's a whole parak about this. Parak test, source 16. He says, the Sahara loves to make us lazy. He loves it. He always tries, it's cold, it's dark, whatever he can do. He tries to make us be laid back in a negative way. And he says, that's not why we're here. We're hired workers. We're socharim. We're socharim. And therefore, what does Yaakov Avinu say? I have to, what did I serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu with? Bechal kochi. That has to be our motto. What does it say here in the Pasuk? Ki bechal kochi avati azavichen. After 120, we have to be able to look up to everyone around us and say, Ki bechal kochi avati azavichen. I served your father. I served our father. Avinu malkeinu. Bechal kochi avati azavichen. That's why we have kochos. 
And that's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu expects from us, and that's what we need to do. Line 16 on the bottom right, he says, That's what's expected, that's what's needed. HaKadosh Baruch Hu should give us the Siat of the Shema to be able to fulfill, fulfill our job each day, each year, each decade that we're able to be his workers. Okay, we'll stop here.